Well, now as we are through the Christmas season, our priests are back in their green vestments. And coming up, it is the second Sunday of Ordinary Time. Well, just because it's ordinary doesn't mean Terry Ross does not have some extraordinary music coming up for you this week on The Glory of the Mass. Terry is joining us once again for another New Year of Previews. Good morning, Terry. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're very welcome, Brenda. My pleasure. So as you typically do, you find new ways to bring forward and piece together beautiful music for the sacred liturgy. This month, you're focusing on England, or at yes. least English composers. Tell us about it. All during the month of January, uh, at least the, the Mass Ordinary, uh, will, be, will be by English composers. F- fortunately for us, uh, Bird, William Bird, the great English composer of the 16th and 17th century, wrote three masses. We're using all three of them this month at one point or another. Today, it's the, the four-part mass, which is often considered his, his best, but they're all really good. I've sung all of them, and they're, they're magnificent music. Well, now you would be familiar with the music of William Byrd. Of course, Cantoris and Ecclesia celebrates the Bird Festival every right. year. And this particular mass today is, you said the four parts, and the music says the mass for four voices. Yes, what? Uh, so that's the that's it's the, the same, same thing. thing. So it is is that quite literally what it means that so because it says mass for four voices, does that what that means literally that this is a mass that William Byrd wrote specifically for just four voices to sing? Yes, but <clears throat> by voices we mean voice parts. Okay, explain so, that, please. Sopranos are one voice, altos are another voice, tenors are another voice, basses are a fourth voice. You can have any number of people sing each of those parts. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, so it could be a full choir, but they all have to sing in those four yes. parts of it. That's right. And you can do it with four people, obviously. It's just a little more challenging that way. Well, see, now you learn something every single day for sure. Terry Ross joining us today. He is the host of The Glory of the Mass. You were getting a preview for the second Sunday of Ordinary Time. So, of course, William Byrd was one of the is the famous composer that you are highlighting today. But you said you're you're focusing on English composers. Now, again, who are some of the big names that we're going to be hearing in today's show? Well, we're going to hear William Byrd, who's probably the greatest English composer of early music, along with Thomas Tallis. Uh, his contemporary, Robert White, uh, will pitch in with a motet as well. And we're going to hear <clears throat> a piece by a, a, a composer who came a little bit later, Orlando Gibbons, an English composer. Yeah, well, let's talk about him for a moment, because as we always do when you come on the show, Terry, is we preview a little bit of music from what somebody would hear from this week's episode. Orlando Gibbons, this is quite a song. Oh, Lord, in thy wrath, rebuke me not. That's pretty powerful. That's right. And what can you tell us about this composer? Uh, He was from the 17th century, Mm -hmm. that is to say the 1600s. So he's a about it a, uh, a generation and a half after William Byrd who died in 1623 okay. um, he was considered a uh, a great virtuoso uh, during his time Orlando Gibbons um, and was very his music is very popular this piece we're going to hear is technically called an anthem 
um, because it's in English. Oh, okay. Motets generally are in Latin. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so here is a piece of that music by Orlando Gibbons. O Lord, in thy wrath, rebuke me not. That is quite beautiful. But Terry, I must admit, if I did not know that the title of this song was, Oh Lord, in thy wrath, rebuke me not, I really had to concentrate to hear them sing those words. But sure enough, you're right. They were in English, but people were singing different parts again. Remind me what that means. Um, It it means... Or what it is. Yeah, it's called polyphony. It's where people are singing the same words, but not at the same time. Okay, so when, okay, so if Gibbons was from the 16... In, the 1600s. If so, if, yeah. yes, so if Gibbons from the 1600s wrote this piece of music, is the music specifically written to be polyphonic or will a choir conductor who gets a piece, who, who wants to, um, you know, prepare it for a choir to sing, can he take the music and then rearrange it so that way it is a polyphonic piece. Yes, you, uh, a person can write a polyphonic arrangement of, of just about any melody you want, but uh, people wouldn't fiddle with this piece. It's written out. You know, it's published. Um, you just sing what it's what's in front of you. Okay. Yeah. So that's what that was his intention to have everybody come in at the different parts with absolutely the difference. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think that's perfect. Yeah. Well, Terry, again, another great week of music, Glory of the Mass, coming up, episode 228. Remind our listeners when they're going to be able to hear it live on Mater Day Radio. You're going to be able to hear it on Saturday the 13th at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or Sunday the 14th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. All right. Same show. Same show. All right. Well, tune in for sure. If you happen to miss the episodes live on the air, of course, you can catch the podcast at materdayradio.com. And if you go to our programming menu, find Glory of the Mass, you'll also find the full playlist. William Byrd and Orlando Gibbons and everyone else you have chosen for this week's episode. You have it all laid out so well. Terry, thanks again for joining us today and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Brenda.